from Wildcats to another episode of the Weber State Weekly um, Off-Season Interviews. Uh, we're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Colby Peterson. Uh, on today's uh, off-season interview, we are joined by four-year Wildcat. And, um, I mean, we're going to talk about your career, Kendall, but, like, I mean, a, a rare opportunity for this guy. But uh, Kendall Hill joining us on Weber State Weekly to chat a little bit about his time at Weber State, chat a little bit about the pros in Europe, and talk a little bit about what's going on in Ogden this, this weekend. So, Kendall Hill, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us on Weber State Weekly. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to having this conversation. You know, talk about a lot of great things I have been. Yeah, man, I'm excited too. Uh, you know, we won't do the normal intro where we tell everybody to follow on social media. At this point, you guys know we're on social media. Come talk to us, especially Twitter. They football just dropped this uh, really great Madden competition today on social. So go check that out. That's a that's funny. It's really good. That's a quality piece of content. But we're on social media, so go go talk to us. But Kendall, let's let's start out, man. Like I said, you have four year Wildcat. Well, really technically five because you did have the red shirt year. Yeah, but. But a rare distinction in your career, man, is that you got to play in not one, but two NCAA tournaments, which not a lot of Wildcats can say that, man. I mean, that was a really kind of a special thing for you and the squad of guys that, you know, that played in that same window. Yeah, it was exciting for sure. Like both times. Yeah, so I mean, like, and, yeah. like and oh, the first time ahead. against Arizona, like competitive, right? Like winning as a 16 seed and like, hey, man, we were in that game. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that was a fun game for sure. Like just being there in that atmosphere and like how we were playing as a team and to be that close, like it was just a great experience for sure. So, man, I kind of wanted to talk about because you did it twice. And so my question was like, can you tell us about a moment where it kind of like sunk in that was like, bro, the cameras are here. Like this is this is it. Like this is what we play for, you know, and you really kind of like felt the moment. Was there a time in either the 14 or the 16 year that you kind of felt that way? I think for both times, it kind of felt that way. Once we got there, like getting there for like the practices and the shoot around and you see all the media and the people around like the whole time, like it's a lot of people, a lot of things going on while you're in there shooting around getting ready for your game the next day. And like, even the day of it's like, it's crazy, but it's a great experience. Cause you finally, like you realize like, in that moment, like you're really on like one of the biggest stages in college, like getting ready to play an NCAA tournament. A lot of people dream of that. And like both times it was like a great feeling. As soon as you get there, you're like, Oh, I'm here. And it takes a second, but like, it was just, I kind of felt it like as soon as we stepped off the bus and I was like, yeah, we're on a big stage and it's like, let's go out there, have fun. Did you feel like, I mean, obviously when you went in, in 14, I think that was your freshman year. And so like yeah. you were, that was your first year playing and you guys won the conference championship and you know went in as a 16 seed, but then you know, your junior year, you guys won, which was a great game, by the way, I was so pumped when that game in 16 man, to beat Montana in the finals. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. A great game. I was down at McCool's right downtown in Ogden and like a bunch of people were down there and we we're just like going nuts, man. Oh, I'm sure. You know, it it's was, always a great feeling. Because especially against Montana, always a great feeling to get that <laughs> FTG. So uh, the second time though, man, I mean, you guys, you're in, you're playing against Xavier. Things were a little bit different that time around. Did you feel that, that like it was a little bit different that, you know, you had some experience from your first time playing as a freshman that kind of prepared you for that second round of the, of the tournament, or did it kind of help you savor the moment a little bit more? Cause it's like, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm, this is, I may not get to get to do this again. 
Yeah, no, that for sure the second time was different than the first. Like first being a freshman one, like it's my first time playing coming off a of redshirt year. So I'm like I got I got butterflies and things. I'm kind of nervous and like anxious. And then like the second time, like because I had been there, you know, kind of don't feel that as much. Like you feel it because it, it just happens. Like you're on a big stage and you're like, you want to do well. But like it just kind of felt natural as things start going. You're just playing free and not too tense, not too upbeat, but like just playing the game, understanding like you got a great opportunity here. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, you're, you're, you're there and you're a little bit more seasoned. I mean, you did play a lot of basketball your freshman year, but then you played as a sophomore, then you played as a junior with some really, really talented guys. And so I can imagine that like the second time around against Xavier, it was like, now, nah, like this, this is a good group of guys we got here. Like we're, we're, we're ready to play. Yeah, no, for sure. I felt like all of us, cause we had a lot of guys from that year, that first year playing in it that were there planning in the second year. So it was like, we all know the feeling of being here and what, what it takes to get to be here and play in this moment. Absolutely. So man, after, after the NC tournament, which I don't want to talk about 2017, cause that was a heartbreaker. You guys played, oh, uh, like I said, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> it freaking sucked. It did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which, and I also, I think, was that the last year we did Reno as well? I think you guys were the last class to go to Reno after that. I, th- I think that I thought maybe I'm not sure. I thought it was the next year they played one more maybe, year in Reno. Maybe they, yeah. Maybe they did one more. But man, I never went to the Reno uh, tournaments and I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, I kind of don't because you had so much success there. But also yeah. it's like, man, Reno sucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's nah, rough. No, nah, that, that 2017 for sure was a heartbreaker, but you know. Because oh, we were right there, man. Right there. Oh, yeah. But like I said, I told you we weren't going to talk about it. So we're going to move on, man. So my next question, man, like I said, you were part of some legendary wildcat teams, you know, the rare distinction of having two rings. I mean, there are only a few classes in Weber state history that won the conference tournament twice in their time. And so, but a lot of times guys or the fans don't really get to kind of see you guys interact. I mean, obviously this was a team that was well-oiled. You guys won at some of the highest levels and but social media was not where it was back then. And so they didn't really get to see kind of your interaction. So I kind of want to ask last question about your wildcat career. Is there kind of like a funny moment in that time at Weber state where it was like, bro, this one time this uh, happened and it was legit hilarious. So I like one of the funniest moments is actually from my red shirt year. It's kind of crazy. We did like a Harlem shake video as a oh, team. Okay. And like, cause it was a trend back in that time. So like we did that. That was probably one of the funniest moments just watching that video, setting up for that video kind of things we were doing. Like it was, that was one of the funniest moments. All the other stuff, like we just had some great times as teammates, like off the court, uh, even like with the coaches, like we would do like a little paintball game together. And like, those were fun moments, like just teaming up and having a good time talking trash, like who's going to win this time, who's going to win this time. Like it was just, those were just like fun moments that people didn't get, really get to see. That's true. And that those moments, like I said earlier today, football put out their video with the, with the guys playing in their Madden tournament and even coach Dale got in on it. And I was like, Oh man, like this is, this is for real. But that trash talk, like, Oh man, chef's kiss. Always. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. We had, we had a lot of fun for sure. So man, now you're, you're a seasoned veteran. You played six seasons now in Europe. Um, 
So you, you've done it, man. You're, you're as seasoned as a lot of folks come. And uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about that. Your very first season, you went and played in Denmark. And I wanted to ask you making the jump from D one to the pros in Europe. Talk to us about how that went. Did you feel like it was smooth? Was it tough? Did you have to change the way you did stuff because you had to adapt to the European game? Like talk to us a little bit about that first season in Denmark. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I had to change a couple of things, you know, like, European basketball is different, yeah. a lot of different rules and just how they do things. So, uh, no, I, uh, I got the chance to have like a great veteran on my team that year in Denmark, who I'm, I still talk to occasionally, like now that kind of helped me with that transition, like giving me some pointers, uh, just telling me, uh, like, it's just, ba- it's basketball, you know, just play free, be yourself, you know, like this, the game comes, it takes a minute, like my first game out there. I was kind of rushed, you know, trying to get acclimated to the game. Like, bad things happen, good things happen, but like it didn't take it took a little while, not too long, but I got adjusted to the game really pretty quickly and uh it was, it felt a little smooth, but like I said, you know, you just got to adjust to their rules and how they play and physicality. It's not that much different from D1 basketball, but it's still different. And you said that you kind of had a mentor there, kind of helped you along. And so now you're, you're an experienced guy of six years playing in four different countries. Have you kind of taken on that role for some of the guys that come in now? Is that something like a, a role that you filled or is that something that guys usually do when they're getting towards, you know, maybe the end of their career? No, I kind of try and do that. Cause you know, like sometimes you get those younger guys on your team as well. And, you know, I've been there six years. So like, I kind of know, a little bit and so I try and help guys who are just coming over to like understand like this is different you're in a different country different culture like a lot of guys just want to get over there and you know sit in the house like we have so much downtime outside of practice and game like the best way to get acclimated to being over there is getting out and exploring and like figuring out like seeing what their culture has to offer. And so I try and help guys and talk to them about that and do that myself and get out and like explore. So that helped uh, get acclimated while I was over there. Yeah. I guess it's not something that I ever have. We've talked to quite a few of, of you guys now that have played in Europe and it's, I guess not a question that I've asked ever before. We always talk about the game on the, on the court, but we've never really talked about acclimating to the culture of being in a new country. Cause it can be hard, right? Like you just said, you, you just kind of want to sit, you don't want to go out. It's called culture shock, right? Where you're yeah. far from home. Sometimes you don't speak the language at all, or you don't speak it well and you just kind of get down. And so kind of help guys through that that's kind of the role that you've played yeah i kind of like good with teammates like uh, let's just go walk around or something let's get out of the house you know see what they have to offer because not for sure this country is like not all not every place speaks english it's not like right and so like you have to try and figure out things in their language but then also just understand their culture see where they're coming from see what they have to offer because like you're there for nine to 10 months. Like you can't just go on about it. Like you're back home. Cause it's not going to go well. You're not always going to feel like, I don't even know. I can't think of a word to say, but like it takes time. Like you just sitting in the house and not like getting out and seeing anything or like embracing the culture. Like it takes a toll. It makes you homesick. makes you want to go and like nine, 10 months 
it's not that easy. Yeah, that's a good point because the season is long in Europe. It's just as long as the NBA season. You know, you guys start probably with camp in August, September, start playing games in October. That season will go all the way up until April, May. I mean, you just got back and uh, you guys had a, had a, a playoff run to go with that. And so it is a long time. And so you get just kind of the summer to be home. And do, do you feel like you sort of savor that time back home when you, when you get here because you've been away for so long? Yeah, for sure. Cause you're really not home that long. It seems like, it seems like it goes by quick. It's only like three months or maybe sometimes shorter, depending on when you get back. But like you for sure have to savor it because it's like you back at it again for another nine months. You're not home. And once you get back, you just want to relax, like enjoy everything while you're home, enjoy your family, like embrace the moment of being home coming off a long season. So, man, I wanted to ask you, what's the, what's the first thing that you get when you get off the plane, you're home, you're back in the U S first thing you're going to eat, man. What is it? Oh uh, man. I feel like it changes every time. Okay. So this time I uh, got some Mexican food. Uh, I'm yes. a big Mexican food type guy. So like it, that's, that's been like a thing that I do actually the last two years. That's probably the first thing I get, but usually like it, it depends on what I'm feeling when I get back and also what time I get back. Sometimes I get back in the morning. Sometimes I get back in, at night. So it just kind of depends, but you know, you miss in different countries. You miss those sort of things. Can't always get it. Yeah. I mean, you're a hundred percent right that there are certain things that you miss abroad. And even if they have it in that country, it's not always the same. No, there can be a guy. Same. Yeah. There could be a guy who's like, Oh no, we met this guy once. He, he insisted that he got all of his ingredients from San Francisco. He had it shipped in from California. He made burritos folks. It wasn't as good. <laughs> it just wasn't man. Yeah. No, nah, it's for sure. Different. They have their own little twist to it, but you know, just even being over there though, like embracing the culture and eating the different foods that they have to offer they have good stuff too, but it's, it's yeah. nothing like being home. Sometimes you just miss certain things when you get back. You want to eat a real pizza Well, you're in Italy. So you are eating real pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about it, man, because you have played now in four countries. Like I said, uh, you've played in Denmark, you've played in Ukraine, you've played a season in Germany, and now you've played two seasons in Italy. That's a lot. Plus that's not counting all of the, the places that you have those are all home spots for you. I'm sure you've played in yeah. other countries besides that going to compete against other clubs. Yeah. So a day as a pro seems like it can be the days that you play can be kind of busy, or maybe like you said, there are days that are not as busy. So I kind of wanted to get the feel like what's your, what's your favorite day as a pro in your six year career so far, where it was like, that was the best day, man. Like talk to us a little bit about that day and kind of like what went down, like how, how, why you feel like it was the best. Uh, I had a lot of good days. Uh, I can't just pick one. It's kind of hard because, uh, you know, you get some of those off days are like fun. You go hang out with your teammates and go walk around or even, I think I would say actually this year, I have family come out and visit me in Italy. Mm. My parents and my aunts came and visited me in Milan. And we had a day of it, walking around, going out to eat, 
just like that was probably one of the funnest days I had because being able to have them over there and like experience what I have been, what I experienced, it was like one of my favorite days. That makes a ton of sense because you you're so far away from them for nine, 10 months and then they're in your environment and it's like, man, yeah. yeah all right, let's, let's go. Let me show you all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Nah, so that, that's one of my favorite days, but when it comes to like basketball wise, I, I feel like I've had some great days getting ready for game days, you know, like the fans embrace you and, and all those countries. So like just being able to interact with them even before or after the game, like it's fun. Like, what you want like it makes you feel feel good feel like they accept you like uh, on the team and like things like that so i've had some great some great fans and all of the countries that i feel like that i've been in so that's a great question because we've never really asked about the fan bases right yeah. we, we're always talking about this the game this is how you play it but I think actually Jeremy Sanglin told us a little bit about a crazy fan base that he saw one time in like Greece or something like that but for the most part, the, the people really love basketball in Europe. And so they're, they're showing up, they're loud. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, not for sure. Like Ukrainian fans were amazing. Uh, Italian fans were amazing. Germany was kind of hard because it was kind of during COVID. So we weren't allowed to have fans in the gym. Yeah. Uh, Denmark, we have some good fans, but I think Ukraine and Italy are my top two places when awesome. it comes to fan base. Cause they just like embrace the game. They love it. And it was, it was fun. And plus you've had the chance to play a couple of seasons in each. So got to marinate in it a little bit yeah. more, you know, than yeah. just one season. Yeah. So let's, uh, I got a couple more questions for you, man, before we wrap up. There are also other Wildcats that are playing in Europe. We talked about Jeremy Sanglin. We interviewed him. Was it last summer? We talked to Jeremy. Jarek Harding's playing over there now. Uh, Brokaw Chapman is playing. Uh, Rashad Giddens is playing. You're playing. A lot of guys yeah. are playing. And so I wondered, well, now, you know, guys that you wouldn't know about Isaiah Brown, JJ Overton's playing. I wondered if you have ever had the chance to meet up with some Wildcats, fellow Wildcats, when you're out on the, on the beat, you know, on the road, maybe they're coming to yeah. see you. Has that ever happened? Or even if, you know, maybe you played against their clubs, is that, is that something that's ever happened to you while you've been playing in Europe. So, so actually this was the first year it's actually happened. Uh, me and Jeremy Singlin met up in Italy this year and, uh, yeah. hung out, um, and like got food and just hung out in, uh, in Italy. It was a good time. Just like catching up. Yeah. Like we, we stay in touch, uh, not as much as we, we would like sometimes, but like we still stay in touch and then being able to see one another overseas, is like a great feeling. Cause it's just like, somebody you played four years with like, man, breath of fresh air. Sometimes seeing those people succeed and do the things that they do and like just meeting up in different places. Great. Um, also, uh, met up with Joel Ballin boy this Joel, year. As well. yeah, I, I forgot Joel. Joel's playing as well. Yeah. yeah playing Greece. So like, yeah. We, me and my wife went and visited his family out in Greece, uh, for a couple of days. So we had, I've met up with two, but it was all this year and it was, it was great. So like just being able to catch up and talk about how our careers have been going. It's been a great day. Meeting up with Jeremy has got to be especially special for you, man. Cause like you said, played four years with Jeremy you guys had a lot of success yeah. together, both from Texas. So there's a lot going on there where it's like, no, we're super close. So that's awesome. You guys yeah. get to hang. Yeah, yeah, not for sure. It was, it was great to hang out with him. Yeah. 
Uh, last question, man, before we wrap this one up, uh, the alumni game, it's coming up on June 17th and it's going to look a little bit different this year. Uh, they've invited guys like you who are still in their playing careers to come play the alumni game this year. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun guys who are still kind of in their prime in their, in their pro career coming to play in the D, which is absolutely awesome. I think it's a great shift in the game. I think it's going to be fun. I wish they would broadcast it. So guys like me in Nashville get a chance to watch it, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, that would be cool for sure. It uh, would be cool. But I want to talk a little bit about how this came to be. How did they reach out to you and how did they kind of sell you on? Hey, listen, we're going to get you younger guys to come play this time. What do you say? Come back to Ogden for this one. How did that go for you? Uh, they just kind of reached out and asked when I would be back. Cause usually uh, in the past alumni game is kind of in August. Right? Yeah. And every time it comes around, I'm getting ready to head out uh, for the season. So like, this is the first year where it's in June and it's kind of earlier. So like I have the time and I'm in town and not getting ready to leave to be here and play. So they just reached out and asked if I would be, be back in time to play. And I say, yeah, like I would love to like being a part of the alumni game would be great. Like I've missed out on them. Like I'll leave either the day before or the day of in the past of the alumni game. So uh, Paul grew reached out and asked uh, some of the old guys, uh, Pat, he reached out and asked me as well, like, would I be back? I said, yeah, sure, sure. I'll, I'll, I'd like to come and play in the alumni game this year. So that's how they they kind of reached out to me about it. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, and like you said, the time did change. So this year it's going to be in June. So it gives you guys who play professionally in Europe the chance to participate because having it in August is tough. Yeah, a lot of us are either gone or getting ready to leave usually when it came around. So like this year, it's kind of great that it's in June because, you know, like a lot of these guys, we, we're back and we're able to jump in and be like, yeah, we want to play for sure. You know? Get a chance to get back. Have you been back to Ogden since you graduated, man? I actually still live in Ogden right now. Oh, you live in Ogden. So he's back in Ogden right yeah. now, folks. So if you're hanging out down on 25th Street, you might see Kendall. Tell him what's up. <laughs> Get his yeah, autograph. So nah, I didn't, I didn't leave uh, me and my wife live out here right now. That's great, man. Absolutely. Great. Well, Kendall Hill, man, I want to thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to chat with us here on Weber state. We really could talk about your career in Europe, talk a little bit about your time at Weber state. And of course, talk a little bit about the alumni game, man. So thanks again. And we'll wrap it up. Like we usually do. Weber state, Weber state. Great, 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 great. Hey, go, go I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it.